0: To three point perspective, a podcast from three college friends that talk about different topics each episode. I am Gabby, I'm Allie, and I'm Becky. And our topic for this week is social media, something you cannot avoid in this day and age.
1: Uh,
0: I said we we talk about social media as if we don't have to have a social media presence in order to kind of get this out
1: <laughs> and like people to know, you know. <laughs>
2: That's fine. That yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we have friends. I've already got like two people that so said they're gonna start listening once it's out. Yeah. I have I have friends here that have also like well obviously
0: my boyfriend is like super excited to listen and can't wait for us. I mean like you know, can't wait Thanks. to listen to each episode. My but as well. You don't have a boyfriend, Becky. Yeah. That would be the <laughs> funniest and like slyest way to be like oh Guess my god what? I have a boyfriend
1: and we would just skip over it because and we're we so be used like, to hearing it no, at this you, point yeah, yeah okay and we'd be
0: Like, no you are down, <laughs> Becky okay whatever and then you'd be like no like seriously like I have a boyfriend and we'd be like uh-huh okay who is it you know <laughs>
1: Ali, you are starting us off this week social I, media I am starting us off this week um in all honesty, I have done no preparation for this episode, mostly because my um, eight-to-five is staring at social media screens. So I just get to complain about my job this week. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I so without revealing too much information, I work for like a tractor supply company, basically like a sporting goods company. Uh, And they needed a young person to uh, do all of their social media and like online presence and stuff. So, that is me. I am solely in charge of finding, creating, managing everything content for eleven Facebook pages, a Twitter, and an Instagram. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about because I'm on Facebook all the time, and the main audience that my company caters towards is like old people <laughs> old people <laughs> who live in rural areas who like their entire lives are on Facebook and that's the only social presence they have um and they're just not not good not good at the internet not good at like being good humans on the internet right yeah um the amount of like messages and, like, random comments I have to reply to and, like, just bite my tongue to not snap back so hard at so many people is too many in a day.
0: (laughs) I would not be able to do your job.
1: Yeah. I feel like there is an etiquette book for social media that, like, our generation and younger has learned that's just been, like, inherent that mm-hmm. anyone older than us has just missed out on. And we need to somehow find a way to teach them. But I don't um, know how. They I didn't do have get an, it. They
2: didn't I'm, get the handbook because they don't know how to work email. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I do own an etiquette book from the 1960s, if that if that counts. Well, that would be their generation, There's, though. So that's, that's their type,
0: generation. Uh, and they
2: don't even follow that. Typing uh, <laughs> etiquette. As Just well, uh, I have a, a book on um, the etiquette of letter writing. When I visit home with my like parents' house and everything, I will have to send you some pictures of these books because they are incredible. There's one from the 1970s about dating, which, you know, at this point I could probably read and it might be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you, if you
0: want to know what Becky's weird niches are, there's your perfect example. I don't want to call it weird. I don't necessarily mean it as weird, but like it's definitely not what people are
1: age. Well, often.
2: I also I haven't been able to read a book for fun in several years. Correct. Um, and that will not be my first one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's fair. Once I can read for fun again. <laughs>
0: what, Allie, can you? Okay, so here's. <laughs> there's tick- since we're talking about social media, TikTok trends, right? And you've seen the stitches that people do. And there's one that I love is working in retail what's something you did not think you would have to explain to a adult that mm-hmm. like you've had to explain. like have you
1: experienced that kind of thing on Facebook or oh, God, yes, I have. It has like the amount of people that I need to teach to like the search bar on our website is on the top of the page. Ooh. like that simple of things or like you know that's what I mean that's just like computer literacy but like right. stuff like you can find our store's like contact information here like it says clearly on the front page of our website that we're not getting this item until the end of next month why are you asking me like that sort of stuff just simple findable answers literally in the easiest spot
2: yeah. some of that i do deal with um at the hotel that I work at part-time mm-hmm. um, front, working front desk, we have like the uh, chat with representatives sort of thing um, mm-hmm. on our website. And some people, or even like people will call and the, there's a water park where I work um, wanting to know when the water park is open. And, and some of them, like, especially when they're, it, it doesn't bother me as much if they're calling and asking, but when they are already on the website messaging us through the website, if you click on the word water park, it brings you to our calendar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I also, I, I think part of it is my social anxiety. I would rather try and figure it out myself before having to resort to asking for help.
1: Right. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Like, I feel like our generation has learned so much to like fend for ourselves and find out our own stuff that, like, we will do everything possible before we ask for help from a professional.
0: I would rather use the search bar on a website for three hours than I would to ask a question as to where it is on the website.
1: Exactly. You know? the amount of people, I can think of three in particular, that message us every single time they, like, want to order something. Like, they message, they message us every single time they want to, like, order or look up something or want literally any information on any item that we have. I have dealt with these people enough times that I know them by name, and, like... I have referred them to, like, call your store, go into your store, like, you can search them here, you can do this, you can do that, and they still resort to, like, messaging us on social media, which I just find hilarious. Which,
2: okay, and, like, granted, I am forgetful, or, like, if I, like, if you're ordering it once a week, you would eventually, like, learn the routine. But, like, you know, if you haven't, done something in a while, asking stupid questions, like, and I think, like, I'm, I think stupid questions are important. Definitely. um, Because it it helps you learn what information you do not have out, um, or it's not, like, easily accessible, but I definitely understand having worked, like, the, like, front desk how irritating, stupid questions get on my end. But I have developed and rehearsed answers, so... I almost told a student today that they were asking me a stupid question. I was so
0: frustrated by the end of the day, and they asked me if the boys or the girls behaved better. And mind you, I have not called out the girls once for misbehaving, disrupting, anything like that. And I almost said, that's a stupid-ass question. Like, I almost said those exact words... And I caught myself after I said, that's, a, uh, and I said, and then I caught myself and I like turned away and then I turned around and I said, why did you ask me that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should Stupid have you question. Said, the days are being the best today. How did you not notice?
0: <laughs> How did you not notice? Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I don't know. I just can't imagine like being, I mean, obviously we grew up. Okay to our listeners we were all born in the late 90s we grew up without social media i personally don't remember dial up internet but i do remember having to share the like home computer because we only had the one yeah. and my sister oh, we had, and I had to Oh dial up take- Turns. I just don't remember it. I we probably had it, but I was too young to ever use it. Like I didn't really ever go on the computer
1: until I was probably like eight.
0: I played on yeah. Paint. Yeah. See, but I, I didn't need internet for that.
1: Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Well, I only played with like oh, Minesweeper. And I played,
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, like, like at my grandma's house, I only played on Painter. I did
2: Minesweeper. Yeah. Oh. I was. I could never figure out how to play Minesweeper until like two years ago. I yeah, still
1: same. don't get it. It was it was just a just like a I, click buttons
2: I, until something happened. <laughs>
0: right, like I get it. Like numbers would pop up, and then I'd be like,
2: okay. Oh, well. but I played Spider Solitaire all the time, and now I'm on like no, level seventy four on my like because I finally got the app to play Spider Solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, like we grew up,
0: as the older generations would say, playing outside and like building and using our minds or whatever bullshit that is I don't think people understand how much kids still use their imagination Mm -hmm. even with the accessibility of tablets iPads laptops computers at home smart TVs all that kind of stuff kids still use their imagination like crazy it's just funneled in a different way and that's something I could completely go off on but like I think us growing up the way that we did we've learned how to as you said Ali fend for ourselves and like understand you know like how technology works but I can't imagine being an old person and being like wow this young person has explained to me three different times how I can get this information and I'm still gonna ask
1: exactly I feel like it's just, like, an entitlement thing at that point, like, and I don't want to say that because that's obviously not true for everybody, mm
2: -hmm. but, like,
1: it's very hard to not think that a lot of the people who are, like, who I'm interacting with on a daily basis are being, like, it's your job to do this for me, and, like, Um, that sort of a thing, and it is slightly my job to do that for them, however... It's not my job to do that for you. Like, I've told you how to do it. I'm happy to point you in the dire- direction. But when you ask me five times, I'm no longer going to be happy about it. Like, right. It's just a customer service yeah. and entitlement of generations thing at that point. That's fair.
2: And I would also like to point out that, like, when we say old people versus young people, we are yeah. hella <laughs> generalizing. Oh, yes. Yeah, we,
0: when I say old people, I'm saying, like, 63 and above. Mom and dad, that does not include you if you're listening to this. Even
2: though <laughs> I, I have definitely explained. including
0: my parents. <laughs> I have explained to my parents. Well, my parents are in their, like, younger 50s, right? And I have explained to my dad multiple times how to use Snapchat. And just, like, he doesn't care. Like, he has it, but he doesn't care, you know? So he just forgets
1: how to use it. I had to tell my father that um, the way you get back to your Facebook homepage is by clicking the logo on the top. And then he was like, why? That's stupid. Like, why isn't there just a homepage? I was like, that's basic computer literacy before I that's, could, like, hold it back at all. And he was not pleased. That's it.
0: literally any website. Exactly. You just, I, you just
1: on their name and it gets you back to the
2: homepage. Mm-hmm. When I was in middle school, because um, uh, I got a Facebook before my mom got a Facebook. Um, but once she had one, I had to, like, train her how to post images, like, post photos on her Facebook, and it took a while, like, I started out, like, doing it for her, walking through the steps, like, it was very much, like, a teeth, I became the teacher, and then I, like, made her, like, I would, I would walk her through it, but she had to click the buttons, and then, like, it got to the point where, like, (laughs) I would be, like, what would you do first, like, uh, like, like trying to quiz her on, that's trying called, to do it by herself.
0: I do, we do, you do.
2: <laughs> There's a, I like that name. <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's in the teaching world. It's usually I read, we read, you read. And so it's to help kids build their confidence and fluency in a reading passage because they hear it first and can follow along. They can practice and get scaffolding and assistance while they do it. And then they are independent enough to do wow, it.
2: I'm glad I could do that in middle school. Yeah, you learned before you even (laughs) knew. What,
0: Allie, can you give us, like, the craziest or, like, rudest thing that somebody has said to you through your company's Facebook page? I mean, maybe it's not necessarily directed at you, but, like, maybe the rudest thing that you've seen somebody
1: comment or post about, like, your company or to your company. The rudest, I'm not even going to go into because there are just whole different levels, but the craziest and just completely off the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, One time we had a guy message us saying that it was our fault that his eBay package didn't get delivered to him. What? Yeah. You have nothing to do with eBay. Exactly. And (sighs) the first message that he sent us, like, you could not understand a word of it like it was complete gibberish she must have just been like mad key slamming the entire time and like I was like very nice very cordial like I'm sorry I I can't really understand what you're saying like how can I help you whatever and he like sent us multiple messages that were like max characters in a row that were so just like messages on messages on messages of like my package was never delivered like i ordered a grill off of ebay and but um it wasn't delivered but i was going to buy it from you guys but you didn't have it so now i'm gonna spend a thousand dollars in your store by the time you read this and i was like what is even happening so apparently it was like our fault that this guy's package didn't get delivered and then he like came to our corporate office and like yelled at our like distribution center person in person oh my god like made it like a whole big idea ordeal and like we checked literally everywhere there was we had nothing to do with this but this guy decided that it was our problem and we had to solve it for him what in the world Yeah, so how he decided that was our problem, I have literally no idea. But um, That's so insane. Wild. Mm -hmm. People on the internet are crazy, and if Facebook is your primary social media platform, I don't trust you as a person.
0: (laughs) I seriously, like, I don't go on Facebook really anymore unless I'm super bored, and even if I do, I scroll. And then I, I recently, okay, relating to social media, like a month or so ago, maybe a month and a half encouraged my fault, fo- like who I was following on all my social media accounts. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I unfollowed like 500 people on Instagram. I unfriended like 150 people on Facebook. I unfollowed people on Facebook that I didn't Like that I'm still friends with because maybe their family members are really close family friends. But I'm sick of seeing their posts that are Mm -hmm. super political and Mm -hmm. do not need to be shared. I hate that that Facebook has turned into people's political soapboxes. Like I do not like – I understand that everybody is entitled to, you know, free speech, free expression, whatever. And like I'm all about that. Like that's what social media is for. But I don't like that I'm constantly seeing – like political posts that's all i'm seeing anymore and i I got tired of it
1: pushed a lot of people off of facebook yeah especially
0: like in our generation
1: or younger
0: like facebook
1: is dead to gen z Mm -hmm. as far as i know like i don't yeah i know i did the same thing a while back and like i i have facebook because i have um international relatives and that's about the only way that we can like um keep in contact with those kind of people and stuff so like I don't post anything on there. Like, if I do, it is. Uh, I think the last thing that I posted was that I graduated college. Like, you I haven't told my Facebook that. I
0: yeah. been, I I did. And like, should. I usually if I post something on Instagram, I will also share it on Facebook. And most of the time, like as of late, the, all the pictures that I've shared have been my relationship. So it's just like a quick snippet. And like, I am not a social media person at all. So. Like, sharing, like, a picture of me and my boyfriend. I'm just, like, we've been together for two years. Yay us. And then <laughs> I leave it at that. And it, usually on Facebook, I get a lot of likes because I tag him. And so, like, his relatives are, like, our teachers. It's really weird. I find it weird that I'm friends with our teachers on Facebook, but also I kind of like
1: it. You know? Go I was just saying that the other day how, like, I follow a couple of my high school teachers on Twitter. And um, one of them was like you could tell that that was um his political leaning but uh oh my goodness his twitter is hilarious and just <laughs> wonderful and it gives me so much more context into his character <laughs> isn't that kind of crazy
0: and like I honestly I know this is super dumb so my boyfriend and I for those listening went to the same high school together we grew up in the same town and whatever didn't start dating till we both graduated whatever And I weirdly get more validation from our old teachers that know us both on different levels than I do from like our families, which I love that my parents love him and that his parents love me as far as I know and everything. But like hearing that our old middle school choir teacher thinks that we're a good match just makes my heart happy for whatever (laughs) reason. Yeah, like, it's so weird to explain, Becky, have you, like, do you
2: have that at all? You really don't
0: post on social media. I think Becky posts the least out of all three of us on her personal account. Oh,
2: definitely. Well, because, like, Facebook stresses me out, um, which is frustrating because that's where most of my family, like, all of my, like, long-distance friendships, like, teachers, whatnot, are all on there, but it definitely like, stresses me out, like, I haven't really been on it since, like, um, during, like, the 2016 election season is when I, like, I was, like, I am taking a break from Facebook, and that break, I mean, I go on it periodically, um, especially for, like, the groups um, and whatnot, because, like, that's where I have, like, my narcolepsy support group. It's where I can see where, like, my brother is stationed for BASIC, um, thi- things like that. And so whenever I check those, then I'll, like, just scroll through my news feed and see who who is now engaged, who has a child, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that
0: sort of thing. What social media do you guys think you spend the most time on? I currently am
1: spending the most time on TikTok. TikTok? Oh but I don't use it as, like, a social platform. I don't you know? either. It's, like, a YouTube to me, which is a it, it's a sidestep of a social platform. The, like, actual social media I use the most is probably Instagram. I, like, scroll... I could scroll through TikTok for days.
0: Probably oh, same. It's never-ending. There's so many users on that app, and it's constantly just giving you new ones. Like, you don't... You can follow people and everything, but, like, it's just giving you new ones. But, like, I spend the most time on TikTok and then probably on Twitter... And I use Twitter the most.
2: For me, yeah. Pinterest and uh, TikTok. Yeah, I would say. And then I like scroll through Instagram a lot, but like I don't post things very yeah. often. Yeah.
0: I think it's crazy how big of a following people can get on these different platforms, like on TikTok. Right. I don't
2: follow her, but Charlie
0: D'Amelio has like, the last time I heard, like over 100 million followers. And I just cannot fathom. Having that many people looking at, like, looking and judging my life
1: mm-hmm.
2: and what I post. Paula. What a marvelous segue! That was definitely unintentional. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that on <laughs> purpose. Um, so I decided to, since I don't really have much of a social media pr- presence, um, and once I'm less stressed, I'm gonna work on my TikTok one, uh, because narc left the advocacy is important. Girl, I'm so
0: proud of you for that,
2: like, thank you, thank you, I'm just, I
0: respect you so much in your life, and, like, I've gone back and re-watched your videos a couple of times that you, a couple of times that you've posted, and, like, the positive reactions that you've gotten from that is just insane, and I am so, like, obviously you've educated us as your friends, and, like, yeah, helped us educate our friends about it but like to be able to get your voice out there and help other people who are like recently I saw somebody was like recently diagnosed or something like that and they were like I can't believe like other people also experienced this or whatever and I like saw that and I was just like oh good for her like I'm so proud of you for posting about that
2: it takes a lot of courage yeah well and like I haven't posted very many videos yet just because like Lots been happening in my life and not, uh, I need to get that time back first before I, because I'm already spreading myself thin um, because of two jobs, school, this, you know. um, So that kind of just took a a back burner spot, but I am doing research to try and get more. Anyways, um, but since I don't really have a very strong social media presence. I was very, uh, I was initially just going to look at the history of social media. While I was looking at that, it kind of just turned into information about influencers, because I ended up looking at the history, like, when we had the first influencers, which if you were wondering, the definition as defined by Oxford languages um, is a person or thing that influences another, but the more specific definition of influencer from a marketing perspective is a person with the ability to influence potential buyers of a product or service by promoting or recommending the items on social media. I mean, granted, social media did not exist in some of these historical aspects, but we had to have influ- regular and in- non-social media influencers before we could have social media influencers. Right. The oldest influencer or uh, er, are ancient Roman gladiators. They would endorse uh, products. Hmm. Uh, otherwise, the modern version of an influencer... existed since the 1930s um, with coco chanel as one of the first influencers of the fashion world um the word influencer while it's been used in the context of social media has been used for about the last 10 10 years um it was first added to the english dictionary in 2019 and one thing about social media influencers is that they blur the line of editorials and advertising and whether or not what they say about a product and their thoughts about a product is something they actually feel about that product or if they were paid to say it. And in, like, the early internet, um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, some of the most influential voices on the in- internet have been mommy bloggers which (laughs) I didn't really know what this was but essentially just like the women who had blogs um from at the start of the internet and like some of them hella successful so I learned about um Heather Armstrong uh who launched her her website forgive me if I'm not pronouncing this right deuce.com d-o-o-c-e dot com
1: I do how else you would pronounce it yeah, yeah.
2: Um, launched in 2001 though I went on her website and I really could not figure it out um <laughs> is it still whether, 2001 website style know, no but like I didn't know where any posts actually were it was just like pictures and grant, and like there wasn't like a menu or anything.
0: I'm looking right now. Let me see if I can. Okay. Anything.
2: But so her website it peaked in two thousand and nine at eight point five million monthly readers. Um, and she made forty thousand dollars a month in banner ad revenue. She they like she was able to support her whole family on ju- like just from the money she made from her blog. Did you say 40k a month? Yes. 40k. And in 2009, she made the list of the Forbes list of 30 most influential women. Um and in 2011, the New York Times gave her the title of queen queen of the mommy bloggers. Then, one of the first uh, laws was enacted about, like, trying to create a line between advertising and editorialism. Trying to distinguish that, specifically with mommy bloggers. Um, So, according to a Forbes article, the Federal Trade Commission had to create a mommy blogger law uh, in 2012... (laughs) that stated any blogger receiving any form of compensation from a company of which the blogger is giving their review has to clearly state that in the first line of their blog that uh, was in 2012 yes i feel like that was just an issue with people
1: getting in trouble for not doing that like this oh, year last year
2: that that's because in 20 I, i'll get to it but in 2019 they came up with one for like social media influencers okay um, it's hard because they don't really regulate it yeah I learned yeah because uh, so like a uh, comment from this tech entrepreneur um, they're the author of the social media Bible and he or they say I quote um, it was all too often that a mommy blogger would would talk about how wonderful a particular brand of disposable diaper was to only have Procter and Gamble pull up to their house the following day with a semi-tractor full of free disposable diapers. Um, But that law only applied to bloggers and not to other social media platforms. And now some platforms have like paid partnership or like sponsored tags like Instagram and YouTube. Um, But they're really like And while we like have current laws, which I'll get to a little bit later, um, there really isn't a government governing body that lets consume that tracks and lets consumers know when influencers are being paid. Hmm. So then I looked into some of the like social media websites. Um, So MySpace was a little bit before like our modern definition of an influencer. Um, I also, like, only... My only experience with MySpace was that through my babysitter. <laughs> um, and so I don't know a whole lot about it, but it definitely did not see... It is, from what it sounds like, not really a platform that's influencer-friendly at the time that it was popular. Twitter uh, was launched in 2005, and... I couldn't find a lot of, like, hard information on it um, in terms of influencers, but from what I can tell, like, if an influencer is, like, on Twitter and popular on Twitter, it's because they're also popular on another platform. Or if if they're just an influencer because of Twitter, it's because they, like, have, like, Genuinely interesting things to say. Um, Gabby, I know you use Twitter more than the rest of us. Yes. Um, If you have any input on that. Um, I I would
0: definitely say that a big reason. Well, not so much anymore because now you can have viral tweets and when things go viral, they end up trending and they're on the trending page and they pop up on people's feeds Or it becomes a Twitter moment, and that gets advertised to some people a lot of the time. But I would say that a lot of the time, yes, people who have a following on Twitter are mostly people who also have a following other places. Most of the time, I would say it's like YouTube, unless you're somebody who's a
2: celebrity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I thought. Um, Anyway, so Instagram was launched in 2010. It is like the ideal platform for social media influencers. Um, because of its visual, like, platform and the human eye notices pictures faster than words. Um, and it, their use of extent, uh, quote-unquote extensive hashtags. Um, some social media influencers, um, that have a following of 10,000 to a million followers on Instagram, uh, they found in a 2017 study have engagement rates 10% higher than that of major influencers like Kim Kardashian and Serena Williams, which I thought was so interesting. Like there are people more popular on Instagram than Kim Kardashian. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Good. Kim Kardashian um, has her own thing. She, she,
1: They don't need to be, well, I could go off for for an hour about them. Anyway, Allie, you were saying. I feel like, like, the Kardashians of the world have a, it's a different kind of popularity versus the people who have, like, a smaller number probably built their community from something else doing things specifically on that app instead of being, like, a movie star who is recognizable for other things. Like, it makes more sense that they would have more engagement because that's what they're known for.
2: Yeah. I still just think it's interesting. Yeah. I guess that they can... If you think about
0: it in that sense of, like, celebrity versus influencer, a lot of celebrities often try to turn to influencers, like, turn into influencers, but, like, Kendall Jenner is my example like she's tried to like you know sell things and don't get me wrong whatever she does is successful but that's mostly because of their reality tv show it's not because she has built that following and so like people who follow specific influencers which I cannot give you an example of an influencer but (laughs) people who follow influencers expect those hey, you should try this because I tried this and I like it or whatever versus somebody who's getting paid a million dollars for one post like Kendall Jenner does just yeah. to post like, herself in a skimpy bikini. This is what's happened recently, at least. Post herself in a skimpy bikini and everybody's obsessed with Victoria's Secret again.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, That's not an influencer. That's just somebody who has a following. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2013, Vine was launched... Uh, Um, I forgot that app uh, existed. Vine. I loved Vine. Um, So it was a six-second video platform. Um, And Instagram ended up competing by adding 15-second video clips, which they later extended to a minute-long clips on their platform. And Vine really, like, launched some like, influencers that we now know. For example, Logan Paul. Uh, <laughs> he was viewed four, more than 4 billion times. Um, and according to the book that I previously mentioned, um, he received $200,000 to create a vine for a brand. It did not say what brand. And it also did not say if he received the this $200,000 for one, or if it was for several, it was unclear, and I did not feel like looking it up. Uh, Either way, that's significantly more oh than my like gosh. an average
1: yearly take-home salary. So,
2: and it's a six-minute or six-second video,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's which, un- like, I mean, if you put a ton of editing into it, it still does not equal the amount of money. Yeah. But then, because Vine was, quote, unable to compete and plagued with leadership turnover, unquote, the app was, d- app disabled uploading in 2016 and shut down completely in 2017.
1: I remember those times. I remember when everybody, like, cried about it. And I was like, it's just an app, you guys. Just, like, Flappy Bird. Ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. Selling iPhones for millions of dollars. I've still oh my had God. to download it, it on it.
2: People paid it. Um, and then, lastly, we have TikTok, which originally launched as Musical.ly um, in 2012 in China, and then outside of it launched outside of China in 2017. I could not find a lot of information as to influencers and, like, leading uh, statistics um, with it right now. However, a lot of companies are realizing that as we discussed before, the younger generations are very much into TikTok. And so a lot of companies are recognizing that that is the best way to tar- like target um, their audience uh, or that audience. Um, and then some demographics, according to this book I was looking at um, and the information for my sources will be on um, our our website. So 75% of influencers on Instagram are between the ages of 18 and 34 years old. 42% of influencers on Instagram are between 18 and 24 years old, which I, I just thought it was very like, I I'm curious as to if the difference in percentage, if that's because Instagram came about, um, when many um, millennials, of like that, were that age, uh, or in that age frame, were really like beginning to follow different social media.
1: Whatnot. That makes it,
2: sense. I mean, because yes. like we were saying earlier,
1: like all of Gen Z is on TikTok and Facebook doesn't exist anymore. Like people are going to stick with
2: yeah. what they know. Um, eighty-four percent of uh, influencers are female um which doesn't surprise me yeah. and then the top industry industry partners represent fashion and accessories followed by beauty and cosmetics yeah um yeah. and then just some statistics that i found uh according to the digital marketing institute 70 percent of teens trust social media influencers more than traditional celebrities
1: i don't trust anybody I don't trust anybody, <laughs> but I understand that sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot is of it... the influencers that I know are, like, based off of YouTube, and they, yeah. like, share so much about themselves so that yeah. they and... want to believe that everything they're saying is true.
2: Yeah. And you well, know and them. Like, uh, Within that, it was saying that um, a lot of teens feel that the influencers understand them more than their friends that's unhealthy. Yeah. That's so I thought terrible. so as well. It made me sad. And I don't know how accurate that is. But if it is, I, like, I can, I can see it being true. Um, but it makes me sad. Yeah. Um, 40% of customers use ad blocking technology. And so that's why, that's part of why a lot of advertising is shifting to real people and influencers since they can't advertise normally. And according to they, there was a st- some sort of a, a study or a poll done about um, it was a, a surrounding like intent of purchase um, on Twitter. When the, like, individuals were shown brand tweets, they were 2.7 times higher likely to purchase that uh, that item. But when they were exposed to the brand and influencer tweets, they were 5.2 times more likely to purchase that item. Personally, I probably just
1: do it out of spite. And I know that this isn't, like, actually accurate with, like, spending, um, whatever, with, like, how people actually spend their money. But if I get, like, a sponsored ad for things, I get a less good reputation of that company and want to buy their things less. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Mm, no, and I, know, I
0: don't quite understand what you mean by that.
1: Like, if I see... If I get the same ad on Snapchat, when I'm watching people's stories and I get it five times in a row, I'm oh. sick of it and I don't want anything to do with it and I'm okay, not interacting yes. with that brand. So it's that sort of stuff that, like, if I see their advertisements... I, I, no, <laughs> no more.
2: But you'll still know their name, and exactly. I think part of,
1: yeah, and that's where I say that's not like actually, uh, it doesn't actually mean anything in real advertising world because that's not how our brains work. But I, I advertising online annoys the hell out of me. That's fair. Uh, but that's that's the rest of my segment. It's very informative. You missed yeah. a Tumblr in there.
0: <laughs> I know I was gonna say because Tumblr It was not listed
2: of... anywhere. Yeah. But if you
0: think about it like okay, like I Becky, I don't think you were ever really on Tumblr. That's just not I, your vibe. I just get the filter filtered down stuff on Pinterest. Right. Yeah. But Tumblr, like that had a lot of influence on you didn't necessarily have influencers, but you had influence from that and what was trending on there and what you were seeing a lot and I remember like going on there and seeing stuff
1: and being like wow there's a lot of people that are dressing that way or whatever yeah in the last episode um I don't remember who asked but somebody asked me how I became such a nerd and I didn't realize it at the time until I was thinking about social media and it's definitely tumblr like that is Mm -hmm. the reason that I liked all of the tv shows that I did and got so deep into them and stuff so like definitely had to influence over me.
0: I don't really, I've never really been on Reddit. I've seen things from Reddit, but I feel like Tumblr was almost
2: the pre-Reddit.
1: Yeah, I, they have different, like, they have different audiences, but they have the same function.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, on, on Reddit, I, like, don't really follow a lot of, like, meme stuff. Like, I follow, like, podcasts as well as, uh, the, like, physical therapy reddit or subreddit and um the forensics <laughs> subreddit um yeah. there's a lot more like murder and death on my reddit than i'd care to admit um <laughs> and i will talk about that kind of thing so obviously we have
0: a segue <sighs> kind of in our release. did i make a segue for you <gasps> So, obviously, you both know that I'm a substitute. And to clarify for the people listening, I'm currently a substitute teacher and I've subbed in grades from first through fifth. I have experience from K through fifth grade um, doing schooling and everything like that. And boy, oh boy, is social media present like a mother effer <laughs> in kids ranging from.
2: You can first say soccer.
0: To works,
1: right. We're an explicit podcast. I know we're
0: an explicit podcast, huh? but uh, I'm a
1: When for. talking about children, I feel when like we automatically censor. When talking about children censor. and
0: talking about social media, schools, okay. I can didn't actually, know you... schools can actually have the authority to tell you what you can and cannot post on your social media. Which as is teacher, It's
2: stupid. And um, I'll get but that, I just kind wanted of. to, in case you didn't know, I marked us as explicit.
0: I'm glad because I've already <laughs> said fuck so many times. But anyway, I actually had a kid yesterday who is seven years old sing the, you know, you guys know the vine. I'm an adult virgin. Mhm. He sang that. He is third grader? A second grader. He is seven years old. Oof. He should not be singing that. He should not know what that is. He should not have ever heard that. He is seven years old. And I hear that kind of stuff constantly. Recently, what these second graders have been doing is they'll go, Can I get a hoya? And then they'll annoyingly say the same thing back. Like they'll say the hoya. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate the way that sounds. I hate that it's from the internet. And I hate hearing it at schools. Because to me, schools, like even as a child, schools were a learning place. If you brought in social media, fuck you. Like I didn't. I wanted to be there to learn and I wanted to go home. And then at home, you can do whatever. But, like, I do not like that these kids that are seven and six, seven and eight ish, because I've spent most of my time in second grade so far, have this much access to this kind of social media. So, I did just like a sort, it's just like quick searches kind of thing. And according to each of these, these are like main social media kind of things. And I'll kind of get into just some other stuff. So, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, and Reddit all require you to be 13 years of age or older to sign on to the app and to have an account
2: with the app. Well, YouTube I know is, a lot of people lie about their ages. Right, no, and I'll, I'll get into that.
0: I'll, I'll get into that, so just give me a second. YouTube okay. is also 13, but... There is since like two thousand and fifteen, there's been this thing called YouTube Kids, and that can be used of all ages. They censor that much more of what comes across your screen. It is kid friendly only, and that's, of course, if your parents are allowing you to be on that. Tumblr requires you to be sixteen years or older, and then dating apps such as Tinder Bumble, her, which is specific for girls, Grinder, which is specific for boys. All require you to be 18 years or older. That has recently changed. It used to be 16 for some of those. But we know, growing up with MySpace being created in 2003 and Facebook in 2004, that you can lie about how old you are. You can say that you were born in 1965, Mm -hmm. and they have no way to check that. I know some people who still haven't even changed like their birth date year, like their their birthday year, on Facebook from when they signed up when they were, like, 11. Like, it hasn't changed. It still says, like, 1980-something, and it's like, no, you're my age.
1: I would like to say, I don't know how much more you're going to talk about this. So I tried to make a work Facebook profile because um, the way I'm doing it right now, I had to manage everything off of my personal Facebook, and obviously, like, you don't really want those things. You don't want the crossing, yeah. Yeah, so I tried to make a work-specific Facebook account, and I couldn't. Like, every single thing that they could have caught me on, that I wasn't a real person, that that wasn't my real birth date, basically the only way that I could have made a Facebook is if I showed them my driver's license to be like, I'm a real person. Really? So they've definitely made it harder to make profiles
0: ok, because I was just gonna say they don't have that process of like
1: checking the only way that they really could is if you show your driver's license. Mm-hmm. They um, I ended up having to contact like our business rep or whatever. And they were like, You've already been in our system. Like your email is blocked. You can't. Like you will never be able to make a profile with this email. Um, and, yeah, there was like a whole process I had to go through to try and make it. So hopefully, With that in mind, obviously I was doing it in a business sense, but hopefully with that, it can catch more people.
0: Yeah, because I have a lot of – and this is – I have beef with them being 13, first of all. I was Mm -hmm. 13 in 8th grade. Yeah, I was 13 in 8th grade, and I don't think that social media – like, I had friends who had social media. I was allowed to technically have a Facebook at the age of 12, but i didn't want it i was like i don't want to be looking at that you know and like i didn't have a smartphone i couldn't post any pictures or take pictures so like i didn't really care i didn't get a facebook till i was 15, until 2015 i was 17 when i got my first when i got my facebook and i got it because i went to a summer camp and I wanted the pictures and everybody was gonna upload them to Facebook. So here's my beef with that. And don't ask me really how that you can change this authentication of making sure people are these ages because how like if, if your minimum Submit
2: age your birth certificates and social security numbers online. <laughs> right. But don't
0: do that because you no, don't want no, your identity that is not stolen. Advice. That but there's stuff. not there's not a good way to do that because okay so in the state of South Dakota for example you can be 14 when you get your driver's license you can when you can start driving so you have a learner's permit whatever um in Minnesota isn't it 15 is when you can get your learners but yeah. then you can't drive by yourself until you're 16 yeah okay for so, normal licenses yeah yeah for like your operator so you not at the age of 13 if that's the time that you're making these websites available those kids aren't going to have photo id how are they going to be able to certify to you that they are that age i don't have a solution for this please don't ask me for a solution to this this is just i'm just ranting about this basically (laughs) so here i have how many points did i make i have three main points as to why i'm upset with how easily accessible it is for kids to get on social media coming from somebody who Interacts with kids on the daily as their job. One, if someone does sign up for something while underage and advertises what their real age is. So let's say I'm 10 and I'm signing up for Instagram and saying that I am 13, even though I'm really not. And then on my profile, I say I'm actually 10. There are groomers and pedophiles that will immediately start preying on those young kids doesn't matter male female whatever you identify as and i'm not saying that every like older man because it is mostly men for the most part that are being these groomers are doing this but a lot of them are i recently saw a TikTok of adults that were using i don't know if it was pictures of somebody's like teenage child or something like that but using pictures of somebody younger and saying that they were a younger age like 12 or maybe even it was 15. It took five minutes for somebody to DM them and say that they were sexy and complimenting them and trying to meet up and trying to do things like social media is a platform for those kinds of people to thrive on because you can hide behind a screen, you can lie about what's happening. Mm -hmm. And like I, the video that like the tick, it was like a series of TikToks that I watched. These people are purposely doing this. They're working with the police department. They are arresting people who are pedophiles and who are preying on these young people on social media. And I don't advise doing that unless you know what you're doing and don't do it. Just don't do it. I don't like that these people have such easy access to children because children have such easy access to social media. It breaks my heart. Knowing kids and knowing how kids act and like how clueless they are to some things in the world, like you could. Anyway, two. So that was my first point. Two. Social media is a place for free expression, and children are exposed to those things that they should not be. For example, we are allowed to post whatever we want, whenever we want, and we shouldn't have to worry about who is affecting. But it's scary to think about sometimes. For example, TikTok has a very specific algorithm for each user. For example, like my TikTok. I have a lot of um, diverse users who express different things that they're interested in. And I'm keeping it very vague. My boyfriend has a lot more video games, anime, memes, that kind of stuff on his TikTok. I have seen straight up recordings of porn on (sighs) my TikTok pop up on my For You page. It's not things that I'm interested in. But it's popped up because every once in a while, you get things that are not in your algorithm to see if that's something you're interested in. TikTok tries to introduce you to new things. I've also seen people talk in great detail about different sexual experiences that they've had or different sexual things that they are into. And for the most part, if these users that are posting about this are, you know, being safe, they'll put a trigger warning that it's an 18 plus content only. You can't like... Everybody who has their own phone, their own tablet, their own iPad is in control of what they scroll past and what they don't. You can say it's 18 plus all you want and tell people who are below that age to scroll past.
1: But that doesn't do anything. Yeah. And I saw something about this a while ago that like a lot of the things that this happens a lot on TikTok, how people will like alternately spell things to make them get past filters so right. like oh this was happening a lot in like um domestic terrorism mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. things and like things that definitely should have violated policy but got passed because they were saying it without actually spelling it so even if you do have like a totally clean track record algorithm whatever you can still get absolutely off the wall stuff Anything can pop
0: up. And that leads me to my third point is that you never know what is going to pop up on your screen. And you know what? I'm just going to say this. Every parent can parent how they want. A lot of parents rely on screens to get done the things that they need done around the house. You can't always watch your child, what they're scrolling through on YouTube or clicking on while you're trying to get your house clean or get the dishes done or make dinner, like you throw your kid in front of a screen and they're in control of it, but you can't completely monitor what they are, like what they're watching. <clears throat> so like YouTube kids is a good platform. I would say for children, for people who want to like stick their kid in front of a screen because they censor things, they make sure and they filter that you're not getting like one time I pulled up, um, like a YouTube video to show some kids. And it was like about how to say the long "i" sound or something like that. And the ad before it was about tampons or something. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like YouTube has these ads that they pop in there, you know, to get their ad revenue and get their money, whatever, but you don't know what's going to happen.
2: Yeah. So I well, was I'm like, like on, before I got Spotify premium, cause I got Spotify in 2011. Right. Um, and for the longest time, there were, like, uh, because I don't—I was in middle school when I got Spotify. It was ads for Trojan, like the condoms, it's weird. and I was so uncomfortable. Especially because, like, it like I'd be like listening to music while I'm like doing homework or something, or like cleaning in my room, mm-hmm. and my. My parents would hear it and my younger brothers would hear it. And it, they, the commercials were, while I remember them, they were very uncomfortable for being 12, 13 years old. And they're not quiet either, for whatever no. reason.
0: Things like um, Pandora and Spotify, who have ads if you don't have the premium, their ads play like three times louder than their music does. And I understand that's to get your attention, but I hate it like, for example, because you never know what's going to pop up. For example, Twitter, when I first got it back in like 2013 or something like that, it only showed me what um, people I was following were tweeting or retweeting. Now, (laughs) Twitter shows you something that somebody you are following has liked. It also will show you, I like, it'll be like things that I think you'll like. Like I've had those kinds of things pop up. And they've been super graphic or super sexual. And I don't, like, obviously less kids are on Twitter than they are on, like, YouTube or TikTok or something like that. But you don't know what's going to come up. And, like, Facebook for the most part is fine. But sometimes I get some, like, really weird advertisements. Like, if I click on my, like, YouTube play, if I'm going to watch, like, videos, I get, like, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders and then I get like tasty videos and then I, you know, like it's a whole array of different things. That's stuff that I like, you know, if I watch the video, it'll play more. I do like watching the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders. I gotta be honest with you guys. That's a pretty good show. But, um, you know, so Facebook for the most part is fine. It doesn't show you a lot of weird stuff. It's mostly what your friends share or people who you follow share and what they post. But like the For You page on TikTok is crazy you never know what you're going to see I've seen hunting videos I've seen videos of protests I've seen political videos I've seen videos of people's sexual experiences I've seen videos of makeup and art and photography and you know like um like blue collar work and stuff like that like you never know what's going to pop up on there And even now, Instagram has an explore page, which also is kind of dedicated to, like, your own algorithm. Like, mine has a lot of Demi Lovato. I am obsessed with her. Not in an unhealthy way, but I do love her. She's very talented, and I love what she does. But I have, like, friend stuff that pops up for a while. I had Queen, and then I had, like, weirdly One Direction stuff popping up. I (laughs) didn't get into that. And, and, um, you know, but now they have a specific page for shopping. And I just had my boyfriend hand me his phone, and I looked at the difference between ours. And mine is, like, jewelry and clothing and, like, dresses and, like, wedding stuff. His is, like, bar stool and the NFL and shoes and, like, video games. Like, it's super specific, but also you don't know what – he has curling irons on there. He's never looked at a curling iron on the internet. I don't know why that would pop up, but – You know, and like I see students a lot of the time, mostly in higher grades, like fourth and fifth grade. I don't know about middle school, um, but that do TikTok dances in their chairs while you are instructing them or while they're doing like individual work time, like they're working on a worksheet. You'll literally see it like a kid, like do the whoa like, I don't know, like they do TikTok dances and they know that they're TikTok dances in their chairs, which for the most part is fine. That's harmless, you know, but like people are turning some of these TikTok dances really sexual like, there was one that was, like, super wholesome. You just went like this, and you know, swayed your hips a little, and then it turned into, like, grinding on the air, mm-hmm. and I hated that, and I don't like yep. that, and I don't like the possibility of kids just, like, going around and doing that stuff. They're already super handsy. They're, you know, second graders, third graders. They don't really care. They don't know that that's not necessarily something they should be doing, you know? Well-
2: And I think part of it is, like, having grown up with social media, like, these kids whose parents are also on social media, when they were born, they were having pictures taken of them and put online all the time, and, like, what makes me so sad is, like, middle schoolers I see today are, which I don't see very many, but, like... My brother's girlfriend's sister is, uh, like, um, she's either in middle school or a freshman in high school. Um, but, like, they look so good in comparison to when we were in middle school, but we also did not have our faces and bodies constantly be put on the internet without our permission. Right. And- like, as, like, over the past, like, several decades, like, young young kids have been more and more, like, sexualized and turned into, like, having to, like, look like an adult way sooner than they need to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, like, part of it is, like, the... The internet is part of not necessarily who they are, but, like, they they don't know what it would be, like, really without it. And the
0: internet is a place, like I said before, for people to post whatever they want. And I have seen on TikTok these beautiful, gorgeous, like, young women post them doing their makeup and getting dressed up or whatever And then you see, like, you click on their profile, and they're like, I'm 14. And I'm like, holy shit, you look older than me. Like, I had a third grader tell me I looked like I was in middle school. (laughs) And that made me feel like shit. But you know what I mean? Like, and then people are like, oh, can't watch this video, don't want to catch a case. And I'm like, first of all, don't comment on it. Second of all, why do you need to, like, watch it? Move on. Like, I just don't, I don't understand how... People need to, like, obsess over something like that. And, like, you're right, Becky, because when we were in middle school, I was wearing basketball shorts and polo shirts. (laughs) And I was wearing plaid slash, like, plaid Bermuda shorts and Spaghetti, scra- spaghetti strap tank tops. <laughs> and I wasn't being judged for what I was wearing or what I could afford or anything like that because it wasn't being posted on social media like it is now. Like, I, you guys have often gotten Snapchats of me posting and, like, I'll take a picture of myself and my, like, cute little teacher outfit. And I'll say outfit of the day or whatever. Kids post that kind of stuff daily sometimes. Like, and you never know what kind of comments you're going to get. And the harm that social media can do to kids mental status and like emotional well-being well thank that's, you well that's the word you were looking for that is yes their well-being of like mentally emotionally anything like that kids can hide behind a screen and they can use social media to bully people and it they don't see the consequences versus like i i you know getting bullied in middle school personally I would cry and they would see that happen and they'd still do it because they're assholes but <laughs> they would see that there's consequences to what they're doing and they yeah. you know and they'd be like oh shit you know like I'm hurting this person's feelings versus now you can say literally anything you want on the internet and move on like close out of the tab and move on with your day like you didn't even do it
2: and I think also like uh, when I was like growing up, I think the movie came out in like 2010, Cyberbully starring Emily, <gasps> Emily Osment.
0: Osment. I watched from that movie ABC twice
2: family. I oh.
0: cried every time I watched
2: that. If any of you are listening and you have not seen this movie, I get, get a box. Oh my gosh, Allie. <laughs> we need to Okay. Is it all It's on no, I okay party i will say it
0: has a huge trigger warning on it yes if you do not do well with people trying or attempting to take their life don't watch it or if you have a hard time watching somebody get bullied and struggle with depression don't watch it and yes. as in regards to that movie emily Osmet literally today i follow her on twitter because i love her Somebody um, posted it's like a trend now on Twitter. Type your name in the gifts. The third one is with you when you're drunk, and hers is from the cyber bully movie, and it says, "I just feel so alone right now." And she's crying and she's holding her phone, and I, I you literally mentioned that movie, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I literally saw a gift from that today, and she tweeted it out. So, yeah, it is.
2: It like, <clears throat> I think for me, it while like i like don't go on social media very often um and i have experi like in middle school i did experience um bullying but like it really showed me how far it can go and how easily like the perpetrators like can like not realize how, like what they're doing has consequences so Cyberbully
0: came out in 2011 so I was, I was
2: so close
0: i was 13 i was in eighth grade and i was being eighth grade was like my heaviest year of bullying that i had experienced like in-person bullying and i struggled a lot with my depression at that time and that movie was so hard for me to watch and because i was like i feel all of these emotions but, like, in a, in a little bit of a different context, but, like, I felt all the things she was feeling, and I, it was so hard for me to watch at the time. Like, I bet if I watched it now, I'd still be like, oh, my gosh, I'm super sad, but it wouldn't be as hard, but it's definitely a hard movie, but it definitely shows how much one or a few
1: comments can
0: affect somebody.
1: I think what a lot of what, We've talked a lot of shit about social media this entire time, but I think a lot of the blame needs to be put on um, capitalism and the way advertisement has moved online. That's yep. And your invasion of privacy, and that's a whole different concept to talk about ads with. But social media has a place in our society, and we need to learn how to use it well because it does have good functions. But and a lot of the problems that we attribute to it isn't well i mean it is a little bit contributed to the platforms themselves because of their policies but a lot of it is the toxicity that comes from the community within it so i think we need to as a culture learn how to um i think as a culture we need to learn how to use it better because it's a fact of our lives because um, we're not getting rid of it so right exactly so like We can complain about social media all we want, but we need to get to the root of the problem that is people are assholes and that can't (laughs) happen anymore. Right.
0: And I definitely, like, I have learned, I social media can also be a super informative place. I have learned so much from TikTok about so many different things. I've learned a lot about pregnancy and, like, I don't know, that's kind of weird. I've learned a lot about actually, like, where, like, some of the English language comes from, I've learned, um, you know, there's so many, like, I've been introduced to new music artists, I've been introduced to new small businesses, like, TikTok has been, has taken off and has been, become its, like, own world. In a good way, but also it can be in a bad way, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much influence that is able to happen on that app, because anybody and everybody that is on the app can see your video you don't know who's going to see it yeah you know what i mean and like there's so many different ways that people can see your video they can see it from hashtags they can see it from the sound you use they can see it just because it popped up on their for you page or maybe you know something similar like that like and i found new artists like, music artists, like I said, that I really enjoy their music and stuff like that. Social media definitely has a positive influence on it, like you said, Allie, but it needs to, the root of it and the base of, like, the base of it needs to change before we can fully positively embrace it. Yeah, definitely.
2: I would agree with that.
0: I just don't like thinking of the, like, I'm attached to the kids that I'm subbing for. I've been with them for, like, almost the whole year um, of, like, being in and out of the school, you know, and seeing them. And, like, it's so hard for me to think, you know, wow, these kids are going to get older and they are just going to become more and more and more immersed in this. And, you know, like, I, I personally am not going to buy my children, if I have children, like, their own iPad or their own tablet or something like that. I don't want to put an emphasis on screen time and being like, you only have two hours of screen time a day because they feel like that puts too much of a higher value on it. And it becomes like this, Oh my gosh, I have to get all these things done so I can get on my screen versus having it available mm-hmm. at all times and being like, it's not that big of a deal. You just have to be responsible with it. Like I'm going to encourage my kids to play with Lincoln logs or build with blocks or whatever, But, like, I don't want them to be completely centralized around it and become obsessive over it simply because they don't have access to it all the time. And I saw a TikTok about that the other day. And this lady, like, perfectly described it. And I wish I would have saved the video or sent it to one of you. But I did not. (laughs) But it just, like, breaks my heart to think, you know, like, what happens if one of these kids ends up being bullied like that, you know? Because I already see bullying happening in the school, I can't imagine how bad it gets now versus when we were kids. And that could be a whole different episode. But that's that's my little rant on it. I'm not a huge fan of social media with children. I don't think you should have social media if you're under the age of 16, personally.
1: Yeah, That seems like a fair bet. <laughs>
0: you don't, like, if you're going to talk about it in reference for jobs, don't get it. <laughs> I had so many people in college be like, Every employer you're ever
1: going to get is going to look at your social media. And I'm like, well, okay. Mm. My social media is so locked down in the likelihood that an old employer is going to know more about my social, or, like, more about how to use the social internet than I do. It is very slim. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mine,
2: they're going to see, like, uh, like, Outfits from, like, Mall World or whatever on Facebook that I, like, (laughs) had made. Anyway, we have lots of complex
0: thoughts about social media. We have a love-hate relationship with social media because we
1: know we need it, but we don't like having it. Exactly. So, here's hoping that the world will get better and somehow... We won't all be so terrible to each other and still find a way to have a wonderfully globalized, connected world. Right.
0: Stay stay (laughs) safe. Passenger
1: pigeons. Passenger pigeons. There we We go. We should
0: bring that shit back.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's the end.
2: That's the perfect ending. Cool. cool. (laughs) I'm glad I could attribute her country.
0: Thank you for listening to 3 Point Perspective. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3PP underscore podcast. Our website is 3PPpodcast.com. And you can email us at 3pointperspectivepod at gmail.com. Our theme music is We'll Never Sleep by Ryan Anderson and cover art and editing are done by Allie. Bye.